Welcome to the Israel United in Christ podcast with the real Jew. The 12 tribes of Israel. They get the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. From the words of the Most High, straight from the Bible. Join us each week as the prophets break down the basics, Bible mysteries, expose dangerous deceptions, and show you how to come back to your heritage and inherit the kingdom of heaven. These are revelations and insight that you will not get anywhere else. So he that have him here, let him hear. Because the prophets are about to speak. Israel United in Christ podcast. Shalom Israel and Mosin Christ Bless. You're listening to a new series in the Israel United in Christ podcast. The Star Spangled Banner is racist. And if you haven't done so yet, be sure to download the IUIC app over at IUICapp.com. Once again, that's IUICapp.com. We have the app available for Mac operating systems. So that means if you have an Apple iPhone or iPad, you can download the app. The app is also available for Android. So that means for all your Android devices. So make sure you go over to iuicapp.com and download the app. It's for free. So now let's send this out to headquarters with the bishop and the deacons. We'll continue in the series. The Star Spangled Banner is racist. So now. I'm going to go on to today's class, and it's called Star Spangled Banner is Racist. That's right. Star Spangled Banner is Racist. And don't have your kids stand up for no Pledge of Allegiance either. This, the word pledge has two meanings. The biblical pledge, when you read about a pledge in the Bible, write this down, is something given as security. Like, uh, if I want something, want you to do something for me, okay, I would take something for, from you for security that you're going to finish the job or whatever it may be. So the first meaning of pledge biblically is something given for security. The worldly meaning for the word pledge is a promise, a vow, or commitment. Give me Matthew Somebody find me the scripture. Might be Matthew 6 about don't vow. Don't vow. Matthew. Verse 34. Matthew chapter 5. and Start at 33. Verse 33. Again, ye have heard that it hath been said by them of old time, thou shalt not forswear thyself, but shalt perform unto the Lord thine oaths. But I say unto you, swear not at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by the earth, for it is his footstool, Neither by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Neither shalt thou swear by, the, by thy head, because thou canst not make one hair white or black. But let your communication be yea, yea, nay, nay. For whatsoever is more than these cometh of evil. Now you got some dummies that say, well, that means you can't take certain professions because you have to swear. Let me tell you something. That's, stop listening to BHI, black Hebrew Israelites. They are the dumbest of the dumb, dumb, dumb. When you go to certain professions, they give you the option of swearing or not to swear. You have the option. You could say, I don't swear. Okay? 
and my communication is yay, yay, or nay, nay. You have many doctors and lawyers who have to take an oath. They call it the Hippocratic Oath, but they don't swear, okay? Stop listening to BHI. I remember uh, when I was in the academy, they make a stand to do that Star Spangled Banner. I stood up. So, you know, when you go, in many jobs, you always go around with your, your, your another word for peers, your, your like, your like. Meaning you don't hang with Edomites when you go to these jobs. If you notice, Chinese be with Chinese, white be with white, Jake be with Jake. So while we stand up, I said, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. So now when we all finished, we all go to the locker room, and all the Jake said, nigga, what was you out there saying? I'm going to tell because you didn't say the Star Spangled Banner. I said, you can tell all you want. I don't say it, and I won't say it. <laughs> Sometimes I just stood up, I ain't say nothing. I just look up in the sky and send my prayers to the Lord. That's how you, the scriptures say, be wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove. That's what you got to do. Now, Give me the first article from the Smithsonian Institute. So, the reason I wanted to go to the American, I mean the Smithsonian Institute, prestigious, prestigious uh, museum. They're trying to change the words for the Star Spangled Banner. Now, this is the original, written by Francis Scott Key. Now, we're going to look at the words. Isaac, can you read this for us? Yes, sir. Please. Complete version of the Star-Spangled Banner showing spelling and punctuation from Francis Scott Key's manuscript in the Maryland Historical Society collection. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming, whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight or the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming and the rockets... Red glare, the bomb bursting in air, gave proof through the night that our flag was still there. Oh, say does that star-spangled banner yet wave or the land of the free and the home of the brave? That or means over, over. That's what it means, or. On the shore dimly seen through the midst of the deep where the foe's haughty host in dread silence reposes, what is that which the breeze or, or the towering steep as it fitfully blows, half conceals, half discloses. Now it catches the gleam of the morning's first beam, in full glory reflected now shines in the stream. Tis, tis the star-spangled banner, O long may it wave, o'er the land of the free and the home of the brave. And where is that band who so vauntingly swore that the havoc of war and the battle's confusion, a home and a country should leave us no more? Their blood has washed out their foul footsteps pollution. No refuge could save the hireling and slave. Now that's what we wanted to get to right there. That's the part they don't want Negroes to know. Their blood has washed out their foul footsteps pollution. No refuge could save the hireling and slave from the terror of flight or the gloom of the grave. They was putting us to death. That's what this is in honor of. So, the Star Spangled Banner is racist against black people. And when I say black, I'm talking about you Latinos too. Okay? It was putting us to death. That's what they was doing. So, 
Give me the f- next article, Eli. I mean, Enoch. Give me Michigan teacher. I don't care about the rest. I just wanted that third stanza. Michigan teacher. Violent. Oh, Isaac, come on. Read this for us. Michigan teacher violently snatches black sixth grader out of chair when he refuses to stand for pledge. Do y'all hear this? See, a lot of times, we, a lot of us don't take this, these Edomites take that demonic song very seriously. We laugh about the songs. I ain't saying that. But some of these Edomites, they live and die for this Pledge of Allegiance crap. Go ahead. Let's go now. Blow it up bigger. A Michigan teacher has been put on leave after being accused of violently snatching a black student from his seat because he refused to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. According to WDIV, sixth grader Stone Cheney was sitting in his homeroom class at East Middle School in Farmington Hills in his first week at the school. Now, the Pledge of Allegiance, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the what? So let you know that this is not a democracy or democratic state. This is a republic. Like, uh, remember in Star Wars, Darth Vader's crew was called the Republic. Mm, I just said something there, but that's for another lesson. Go ahead. When he was grabbed from behind by the teacher, the teacher consultant comes up behind me and snatches me out of my chair violently. Stone explained to WDIV while demonstrating on his father how he was hoisted out of his chair. I was so confused. I didn't know what was going on. According to the 12-year-old, he was sitting during the pledge as he has done without incident since he was in the second grade. I don't stand because I don't pledge to a flag. I pledge to God and family. The student explained, adding that the following day, another teacher yelled at him for the same offense. So it's obvious these teachers consulted one another. Go ahead. The student's father, Brian Cheney, said that the decision to not stand comes from his son and that he supports it. It's Daddy's his, scared, but go ahead. It's his choice to sit. I don't make him sit. And they should respect that, his father explained. Stone's parents are thinking of moving him out of the school. But the father may have said that because they... Because, you know, I'm going to tell you what schools do. They try to see if the parent is influencing some type of evil mentality in the child. That's what schools try to do. Be mindful of that. Go ahead. According to the school, they are investigating the incident while the teacher is out on suspension. The district fully supports the right of each student to participate or not in the daily pledge. The teacher allegedly involved in the incident has been placed on administrative leave. At this time, the district cannot speculate about the outcome of the pending investigation. Reads a statement from the superintendent of Farmington Public Schools. Can we play the video? Let's play the video. All right, Sean, also we've seen NFL players express their beliefs by kneeling for the national anthem, but when a local student took a similar stand, he says his teacher crossed the line. Daddy got both news time. here at 6. A teacher put on leave and under investigation for allegedly getting physical with a student who refused to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. Student in question is a 6th grader at East Middle School in Farmington Hills. Priya Mann spoke with the boy and his father, who says they're finally getting some answers. Priya? Stone Cheney had just started his first week here at East Middle School, and now his family doesn't know if he'll be back. The sixth grader says he feels like his rights were violated when he didn't stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. A teacher consultant comes up from behind me and snatches me out of my chair violently. So, 
I just, I was so confused. I didn't know what was going on. Stone Cheney says a homeroom teacher at East Middle School tried forcing him to stand during the Pledge of Allegiance. I don't stand for the pledge because I don't pledge to a flag. I pledge to God and my family. The alleged incident happened last Thursday. Cheney says the next day, another teacher yelled at him for sitting down during the pledge. I don't feel safe going to that school anymore because I don't know what they're going to do to me next. His father addressed the district directly during their last board meeting. It's his choice to sit. I don't make him sit. It's his choice. And they should respect that. Marine veteran Stephen Stevens sees things differently. I would like, I would love to be able to talk to him and, you know, try to get their side Manipulate and try him. to explain my side. We don't care so about maybe you! we could come to an understanding because I understand that they have that right to do that. But I don't believe that they understand what that right really entails. If they're fighting for freedom and fighting for us to have choices, then it's our choice. And we did reach out to the Farmington Public Schools District. They released a statement. Let's get a portion of that up on your screen right now. It reads in part, the district fully supports the right of each student to participate or not in the daily pledge. The teacher allegedly involved in the incident has been placed on administrative leave. At this time, the district cannot speculate about the outcome of the pending investigation. And the woman who's being investigated is a teacher consultant, meaning she trains other teachers within the district. Wow. Man, and Priya, what is the family planning to do now? What's next? It's just Sue. Well, they're exploring their options. So far, Stone has not been back to school. They're looking at different schools, but his dad tells me they're probably going to leave the district. It's just, all right, Priya. Just sue and get paid. Go back to the Smithsonian, please. Let's go back to the third stanza. Maybe y'all forgot about it. Maybe the people watching online forgot about it. Read that again, Captain. I just get to the, right from there. And where? And where is that, Bishop? Where is it? Right there. And where is that band? And where is that band who so vauntingly swore that the havoc of war and the battle's confusion, a home and a country should leave us no more. Their blood has washed out their foul footsteps pollution. No refuge could save the hireling and slave from the terror of flight or the gloom of the grave. And the star-spangled banner in triumph doth wave. Or the land of the free and the home of the brave. Yeah, see that? So, 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 this is not, this has never been an honor or any respectable thing for our people. This was about death and destruction for us. Okay, so for any black man or black woman to stand and recite this thing, you are insane. Give me the next one. Give me the video about the Detroit Lions. Let me show you how serious it's getting in this country. All right. told you about a picture captured at yesterday's Lions game that went viral. A man and a woman called a racial slur for not standing during the national anthem. Tonight, the woman featured in that photo is talking to Fox 2's Randy Wimley. And that woman told me neither she nor the man in that picture with her had any clue someone was photographing them during the national anthem. And by the time they left Ford Field, that post had went viral. It was after the game. I went to my phone to charge it, and uh, an ex-co-worker of mine said, hey, Stacy, this is you. 
And I said, whoa, I saw the post. And what Stacy saw was enough to make any decent person cringe. This racist, profanity-tinged Snapchat post has now gone viral. In it, Stacy and her friend are called ignorant N-words for sitting during the national anthem at the Lions game Sunday. Everybody has an opinion. He could have probably stuck with that and not been like, okay, you know, he wished we would have stood. But to say that under our picture, no words. The man allegedly behind the post, a Pontiac business owner. I didn't put any pictures, any collages, any anything. Okay. I was, I, I don't know where that even, even came from. He first denied posting the pic and writing that bigoted caption during a phone interview Sunday, but later seemingly changed his story in this Facebook post before deleting his account. He went and had a fabricated story as to why he did it and that these two older gentlemen were sitting right behind us and they were begging us and pleading with us to stand up, stand up. They served this country for many years and we should be standing. And there was an argument back and forth and none of it, that was so far from the truth. Like, that never happened. We wanted to get his side of the story Monday, so we tried calling him. The mailbox is full and cannot accept any messages at this time. Texting him and even stopping by his house. No luck. We spoke with the man's neighbor who wanted to give the guy he's known for years the benefit of the doubt. Need your reaction? Um, I would say unlikely. That's my knee-jerk reaction. The righteous rabble on social media has not been as merciful. They're calling for a boycott of his business. As for Stacy, she says she sits during the anthem because of the lyrics in the third stanza about killing self-emancipated slaves. She hopes the fallout over this post brings people together. We got to build our country back together. We got to come together. And whatever that whatever that may mean, but that is going in the opposite direction. What's That's her name, Stacy? The racial slur. What's her name, Stacy? Now, the man who allegedly made that post is a season ticket holder, as is Stacy. She wants the Lions to revoke his membership or move her seat so she doesn't have to sit next to him. We reached out to the Lions for comment, no response yet. I'm Randy Wembley, and this is The Edge. Stacy said we have to bring our country, did she say back together? Now, the Star Spangled Banner was written in the 1800s. What back together is she talking about? See, this is why sometimes women, sisters, shh, just be quiet. You don't know. You don't know. Just be quiet. Some of you brothers, too. Now, give me uh, The Root, the article by The Root. I like this article. The Star Spangled Bigotry. Bigotry. The hidden racist history of the national anthem. The hidden racist history of the national anthem. Um, Come on. Americans generally get a failing grade when it comes to knowing our patriotic songs. I know more people who can recite America, F, yeah, from Team America than America the Beautiful. Yankee Doodle, no one older than a fifth grader in chorus class remembers the full song. God bless America. More people know the... The Reverend Jeremiah Wright remix than the actual full lyrics of the song. Most black folks don't even know the black national anthem. Wow. There's a great story about Bill Clinton being at an NAACP meeting where he was the only one who knew it past the first line. Bill Clinton woke in the 90s. That's because Bill Clinton, them Edomites study all black people's stuff. Uh, go ahead, read on. In the case of our national anthem, the Star-Spangled Banner, perhaps not knowing the full lyrics is a good thing. 
It is one of the most racist pro-slavery anti-black songs in the American lexicon. Read that again, please. I'll need this to sink in. In the case of our national anthem, the star-spangled banner, perhaps not knowing the full lyrics, is a good thing. It is one of the most racist, pro-slavery, anti-black songs in the American lexicon. And you would be wise to cut it from your 4th of July playlist. That's right. Cut it from your 4th. You dumb... Let me see. Go ahead. The star-spangled banner, as most Americans know it, is only a couple of lines. In fact, if you look up the song on Google, only the most famous lyrics pop up on page one. Yep. Go ahead. Oh, say, can you see by the dawn's early light was so proudly we held at the twilight's last gleaming, whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight or the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming, and thy rocket's red glare, thy bombs bursting in air gave proof through the night that our flag was still there. Oh, say, does the star-spangled banner yet wave o'er the land of the free and the home of the brave? The story, as most of us are told, is that Francis Scott Key was a prisoner on a British ship. So that little... Stupid song ends right there, or so you think. Black people think it ends there. Go ahead, read the, that again. I'm sorry. The story, as most of us are told, is that Francis Scott Key was a prisoner on the British on the British ship during the War of 1812, and wrote this poem while watching the American troops battle back the invading British in Baltimore. Now you have blacks on both sides, the British side and the American side. Go ahead. That, as is the case with 99% of history that is taught in public schools and regurgitated by the mainstream press, is less than half the story. To understand the full spar-spangled banner story, you have to understand the author. Key was an aristocrat and city prosecutor in Washington, D.C. He was like most enlightened men at the time, not against slavery. He just thought that since blacks were mentally inferior... See, wait, he wasn't against slavery. He just thought... Was jumping? He just thought that since blacks were mentally inferior, calling us a bunch of monkeys, dumb, dumb behinds. Ma- Go ahead, read on, masters. Masters should treat them with more Christian kindness. Christian kindness. Wow. Go ahead. He supported sending free blacks, not slaves, back to Africa. That's remember they, there was a whole coalition. They sent blacks back to Sierra Leone and Liberia. Go ahead. And with a few exceptions, was a was about as pro-slavery, anti-black, and anti-abolitionist as you could get at the time. Of particular note was Key's opposition to the idea of the colonial Marines. The Marines were a battalion of runaway slaves who joined with the British Royal Army in exchange for their freedom. Mm -hmm. The Marines were not only a terrifying example of what slaves would do if given the chance, but also a repudiation repudiation of the white superiority that men like Key were so invested in. All of these ideas and concepts came together around August 24, 1815, at the Battle of Bladensburg, where Key, who was serving as a lieutenant at the time, ran into a battalion of colonial Marines. (laughs) His troops were taken to the woodshed by the very black folks he disdained. He hated. Disdain means hated. He hated. And he fled back to his home in Georgetown. So Jake whooped his whole battalion. Let's do a movie out of that. Go ahead. (laughs) And he fled back to his home in Georgetown to lick his wounds. The British troops, emboldened by their victory in Bladensburg, then marched into Washington, D.C., burning the Library of Congress, the Capitol Building, and the White House. You can imagine that Keyes was very much in his feelings seeing black soldiers trampling on the city he so desperately loved. He was in his feelings. Mm -hmm. 
A few weeks later, in September of 1815, far from being a captive, Key was on a British boat begging for the release of one of his friends, a doctor named William Beans. Key was on the boat waiting to see if the British would release his friend when he observed the bloody battle of Fort McHenry in Baltimore on September 13, 1815. America lost the battle but managed to inflict heavy casualties on the British in the process. This inspired Key to write the Star-Spangled Banner. Notice the year. Eight, where were we, 1815? Slavery. Slavery. Go ahead. Right then and there, but no one remembers that he wrote a full third stanza decrying the former slaves. You see that? It's not that no one remembers. Right. The media. The media has a lot to do with why nobody knows there is. Go ahead. But no one remembers that he wrote a full third stanza decrying the former slaves who were now working for the British Army. And where is that band who so vauntingly swore that the havoc of war and the battle's confusion, a home and a country should leave us no more? Their blood has washed out their foul footsteps pollution. No refuge could save the hireling and slave from the terror of flight or the gloom of the grave. And the star-spangled banner in triumph doth wave or the land of the free and the home of the brave. That's the third stanza. Go ahead. In other words, Key was saying that the blood of all the former slaves and hirelings on the battlefield will wash away the pollution of the British invaders. With Key still bitter that some black soldiers got the best of him a few weeks earlier, the Star-Spangled Banner is as much a patriotic song as it is a diss track to black people. You heard that? He said the Star-Spangled Banner is as much a patriotic song as it is a diss track to black people. Go ahead. Who had the audacity to fight for their freedom. Perhaps that's why it took almost 100 years for the song to become the national anthem. Right, they accepted around 1921 or 31, something like mm -hmm. that. To hear more of the story, there is an excellent short documentary about the history of the Star-Spangled Banner by some students at Morgan State University. In the meantime, it might be a good idea to switch up your 4th of July patriotic playlist. Mm, that's right. So now, that's a documentary. Uh, do we want to look at that? No, no, no. Let's go to the Bible. Let's go to the scriptures now. Now that we have got the basic rudimentary understanding of the fables, or infamous, I'll use that word, the infamous Star Spangled Banner. Let's go to the book of Daniel, chapter 3. I wanted to show you that what has happened in the past. Give me Romans 15, 4. Let me show you that first. Let's start there. Romans chapter 15, verse 4. Watch this. For whatsoever things were written aforetime. Like we're about to read Daniel. Go ahead. Were written for our learning. Written for our learning. That we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Mm, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Now let's go to Daniel. So Paul told us that the things which were written aforetime was written for our learning today. So never think the Bible is obsolete. No, the Negro is obsolete. The Bible is not. The Bible remains in its full force. Daniel 3. Let's start at 12. Daniel chapter 3 and verse 12. There are certain Jews whom thou hast set over the affairs of the province. Of now, this is in Babylon. The Babylonian captivity. Remember what happened. Let me show you. Go back to Daniel 1 and 6. Let me just give you a quick recap. Start up at 3. Daniel chapter 1 verse 3. And the king spake. Unto Ashpenaz, the master of his eunuchs, that he should bring certain of the children of Israel and of the king's seed and of the princes, children in whom was no blemish, but well-favored and skillful in all wisdom. So of all the slaves of the Israelites that Babylon 
the children of Cush, Ethiopia, Ethiopians, they took us and examined all the youth. And he said, I want the children who have no blemish, meaning no pimple, no hyperpigmentation, uh, no uh, white heads, no black heads. Yours, their skin was flawless. He said, I want those children. And what else about them? But well-favored, come on. And skillful in all wisdom. Skillful in wisdom. These had to be some smart kids. Go ahead. And cunning in knowledge. Cunning in knowledge. And understanding science. And understanding science. Go ahead. And such as had ability in them to stand in the king's palace. They had to be able to learn etiquette. You know what etiquette is? When you're able to talk and conduct yourself in a a professional manner. You ever, you ever hear the expression they should never hire certain black people for certain, like West Indian restaurants? Y'all ever go to West Indian restaurants? They are the worst. Oh, God. They make it seem like you did something wrong by ordering food from them. They, they're like, hey, I went to buy some food, right? I, te- I told the dude, I said, listen, I said, Bridget, pour a little more gravy on the rice for me now. The dude said, he said, yo, you know, said the gravy free, eh? I said, listen, I can't eat the rice dry, man. But the way the dude come to me, I'm like, listen. I said, listen, if I got to pay up more, I'm going to pay more for you some gravy on the rice. Now. Suck your teeth. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know you need to punch somebody in the face when they do that. I can't stand that. <laughs> they make you, make you feel like crap in there. So why do I go here? Hey, you in the order of something from them, and you waiting for your order to come through. By the time they bring the plate, and you open it up, you said, this is not what I ordered. And I told you what I wanted. Then they said, well, we didn't have the other thing, so I gave you this. Yeah. Yeah, like you're supposed to take it. <laughs> hey, it wasn't we in, uh, it's either Trini or Jamaica. They gave us the menu and said, me no got that, me no got that, me no got that. Well, me no got that either. Well, what you got? Yeah, that was Trinidad. Trinidad. I was mad as hell. Then when they bring the plate out, they go like this. And the food bomber, what the hell is they this? Suck, and, and like you said about the sucking the teeth, like, no, I'm on, man, I got that. No. Yeah. But what no. the hell is this? <laughs> no etiquette at all. At all. But the food tastes good, though. Yeah, the food, hey, that's why we keep going back, because the food tastes good. <laughs> All right, that's a wrap for this episode in this series. The Star Spangled Banner is racist. Lord willing, we will be here next week with another episode and continue to detox our people from the lies they've been told about who you are and where you come from and where you're going. Until then, spread the word about this show. And always remember, keep the commandments of the Most High. Shalom. Most High Christ blessed. And thank you for listening to the Israel United in Christ podcast. If you like what you heard, we do hope you pass along our web address. That's IUICpodcast.com. That's IUICpodcast.com. To your family, friends, and colleagues, be sure to check out our archive of previous podcasts. Be sure to check the live class schedule. To join us for our next live web streaming Sabbath class. Join us next time for another edition of the Israel United in Christ podcast with the real Jews, the 12 tribes of Israel. And spread the word about the show. Until next time, Mosai in Christ bless you and yours.